0: Podcasting from my sex writing cave where all the smut happens in real life in my head or on paper, this is the Smutlancer Podcast, a weekly show where we discuss writing and creating content about sex and getting paid to do it. I'm your host and fellow Smutlancer, Kayla Lords. Welcome to episode 40. This week, let's talk about doing things your own way and finding your own unique path forward. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. The Lancer podcast is produced every Wednesday and show notes are found at thesmutlancer.com. Follow me there or on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at thesmutlancer. This week's episode is brought to you by Blueberry, podcasting hosting solution that makes podcasting affordable and easy. If you're thinking of starting your own podcast and want a system that makes it easy to upload audio and easily integrates with your website, check out Blueberry. I use Blueberry for all my podcasts and it's easy and affordable. Thanks to Blueberry, I can add my shows to all the major podcasting apps, including Spotify. And yes, Loving BDSM, the biggest podcast I run is on Spotify. Use the code Lords, all one word, to get one month free to try it out. Again, that's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com and use code Lords for one month free. So I have had a lot of topics rolling around in my head this week and they're literally just rattling around in there. And none of them are really cohesive. Um, are and none of them seem to be coming together into this thing that I want to say. But the one of all of them that stuck out to me this week um, was something that I still myself, I don't want to say struggle with, but it's something that I'm working on. And it's this idea of finding our own path in our smut lancing life. So that could be as a blogger, that could be as a podcaster, that could be as a freelancer, like whatever you're doing to try and earn money. For many of us, there's this tendency to want to do it like other people do for different reasons. Sometimes it's because we're very unsure of ourselves. Or we're very anxious. Hi, that's me. Um, sometimes it's because we want to do it, quote, right. And we figure if we mirror somebody else who we admire, or we believe they found some sort of success, then we will have the same results. Um, And sometimes it's because we don't really know where to start. And hey, that person looks like they know what they're doing. So let's do what they're doing. And that's actually not the worst way to get started when you have no clue and you're Just, you know, looking around going, I think I want to do this thing, but where do you start and how do you start and what are some things I can do? I personally don't have a problem with emulating anybody. I wouldn't have Masturbation Monday as a weekly blogging meme if I hadn't looked around and said, you know, Molly Moore, Marie Rebel, they seem to know what the hell they're doing. I will emulate what they're doing in my own way to create something similar, but still unique. So using what other people are doing as a guide, um, as a system to follow is not the worst thing ever. I'm not going to tell you not to do it. I'm going to tell you if you see me doing something that you think, oh, I kind of like that and you want to try it for yourself, go for it. You have my permission. Um, But there's a difference between letting others inspire what you do and give you the courage to try something that maybe you wouldn't normally try because you're seeing somebody else do it. And that thing that a lot of people do, and I've done it myself where we tell ourselves we can't do something. We're not supposed to do something. And why? Because nobody else seems to be doing it. Or we have to do something because it feels like everybody else is doing that. And this is not good. I'm. Mean, that's as creatively put as I can, I can say, tell you, is not a good way to move forward because a few things happen. One, we end up all sitting in a bubble with one another telling each other, no, we don't do that because that's not the right thing to do. And I don't mean about being sex positive or talking about consent or being accepting of different sexualities and genders. I mean methods. I mean, techniques. I mean, how many times per day should you post to Twitter? Well, if the answer somewhere out there is everybody, in air quotes, everybody is doing it X number of times, well, that's just silly. That doesn't even make any sense, right? Or if... We're all sitting around talking to each other and saying, well, nobody is on Facebook, which isn't true because I know people who are on Facebook. Nobody is on Facebook. We shouldn't be on Facebook. Well, that's just silly because if you can make Facebook work in the sex blogging world, go for it. I can't. I have it, have very little use for it, but I do kind of have it. But that's the thing. When we all sit around telling each other the same thing of what we can do, what we can't do, what we should do, what we shouldn't do, we get in this feedback loop. We live in a bubble and. People start thinking that there are certain things we're all supposed to do and certain things we're not supposed to do. And if you somehow want to deviate from that norm, that there might be something wrong with you or that maybe you're doing this smutlancing thing wrong. And I think my whole point to all of that this week is that mm, that's bullshit. <laughs> are there best practices? Sure. Are there things that several people have experienced and can say, hey, this was my experience and I can tell you what will most likely happen. And so therefore you use that information to inform your decisions. Of course, but there's not a single thing when it comes to tools and it comes to methods that you have to do or that you can never do. Okay. There may be rules that are going to apply to all of us like, God help you, don't show a nipple on Instagram. They will freak out. I have learned there are certain terms that if you use on Facebook, I've been temporarily banned multiple times now, not even from my own page, from one of the social media pages that I manage. They wanted to do a whole bunch of content about masturbation, strokers, and sleeves, and pocket pussies, and they wanted hashtag pocket pussies. Well, you know what? That got me as a user banned from Facebook for a month and that was the only thing we did wrong no nude images nothing not even overly sex uh, sexually explicit or suggestive that was the only thing and that got me banned so yes there are certain truths out there that we can try to work around and sometimes we can but they'll usually come back and get us but there are some things that it doesn't matter what the common wisdom says you can still find your own path forward so I'm only giving a couple of examples um, for this this week. This applies to anything and everything. Um, my thinking is is that we have to accept the rules and the parameters of the sandbox we're playing in when well, we don't have to accept them, but we do have to live by them. So social media, whatever blog um, system you're using, especially if you're not self hosted, if you are still on WordPress.com or Blogspot, you have to play by their rules. Um, and you can get away with not playing by their rules for a while, but eventually you will get find- found out and it will not be pleasant for anybody. Um, so those, there are certain things that, yes, they exist and we have to deal with. But outside of that, you can do this any way you want. There is no one perfect path that we're all supposed to follow. And quite frankly, if we all did, none of us would be unique and there it, we would drive people away more than we would build an audience and invite people in. So it's important that we all do things our own way and find the methods and tools and techniques that work for us. And that's in creating your content. That's in promoting yourself as a lancer. That's in hiring yourself out. And that's in existing in this space. Okay. So for the few examples I'm giving today, realize that this applies to everything. Um, and that you have a lot more freedom, especially if you're an anxious person. I really think I'm talking to the anxious people this week. You have a lot more freedom than you realize to get creative and to try new things and to experiment. So that was a really long winded intro into this topic, but here we go. Here are some things that, um, have come to my mind, um, where you need to do what feels right for you, even when it seems nobody else is doing it that way. Because first of all, somebody else out there is doing it that way or doing it, in their own way. Um, And two, that's kind of what makes us unique and helps us find things that work for us so we as individuals can reach our goals. So the first one is the type of content you create. Um, I see it said. I hear it. No, I don't hear it because I'm reading it on Twitter. I see it on social media all the time. Erotic uh, writers and fiction writers hesitate to call themselves sex bloggers because they're writing, and this is what they say, just fiction. And sex bloggers who write really steamy scenes hesitate to say that they write erotica because that's only something they do sometimes or maybe it's unintentional. Um, some people will say you should only write Uh, content that's 500 to 700 words. Nobody will read anything longer. Others might tell you that you should never write anything under 300 words because that's not a, quote, real blog post. Um, Some people would say, why bother with podcasts? Those don't work. I've got an opinion on that. We could talk about that another day. Um, So, you know, why bother with video? Why do this? Why do that? If you are a blogger, you should only do this. And if you are an author, you should only do that. And if you, there's all these things that you will invariably see some people saying to each other, to to everybody else, because they feel that's what works for them. And the truth is there is no single right type of content to create. I also see it from um, bloggers especially, but anybody who creates content you know, on a platform, video, audio, or written, and they get into a mode where they create a certain type of content. Maybe it's informational, maybe it's sex toy reviews, and what they'll say to the rest of us about themselves is, well, I can't write about my personal issues, my mental health, my personal sex life. Not, I don't want to. They will say, I can't. And they usually, when you get to, when we all get to talking about it, it's because For so long they've created one specific type of content, they fear that their audience will reject them if they switch gears. My feeling on that specific one is, no, that's not true at all. Um, Your audience wants different things from you, and there may be some people who only come to your Uh, blog for your rants. There may be some people who are only there for the sex toy reviews. There may be some people who are only there for the sexy smut you write on occasion. Like, yes, those people exist. But your hardcore audience that's going to lift you up, promote you, celebrate you, share you, encourage you, they're there for you as the person, as the individual. So there is almost no content that you, quote, can't write. Are there things that might not work as well as other types of content? Of course there are. But that doesn't mean you don't have the freedom to write what you want to write, even if nobody else in your bubble, in your circle, is writing that content, okay? I, at the time, it felt like this big thing that I was doing, and now I look back and go, no, it wasn't that big of a thing, at least not to me. But the first time I wrote about my mental health online in the middle of a sex blog where I was supposed to be writing about my sex life, it felt felt like a big, huge, momentous thing. The most feedback I've ever gotten on anything I've ever written has been the mental health, the personal stories, the the stuff that happens in my head that's not necessarily sexy. That's how you build an audience, not by giving them the same exact kind of thing over and over again, but, but by branching out in ways that are important and meaningful to you. There is nothing wrong with creating the same type of content over and over again, too, But that doesn't mean you have to create it that way or you have to stay on one path. You can diverge into um, any direction you want and then see where that path takes you. For me, it took me to creating multiple websites so I could house all of the thoughts um, because it was such a divergent thing that I didn't think I was truly connecting with any one audience, but that was after months and months of trying it, not after the first blog post. That was, oh, I did all this BDSM stuff, but I've got way more I want to talk about in the BDSM world. Oh, look, I started talking about marketing yourself and writing, but I didn't feel like I was connecting with people in the middle of my sex blog. Maybe I need a separate website. So those were decisions I made after finding different types of content that I wanted to create that was just bigger than I felt like my one website could contain in order to reach the most amount of people. You may find that most of the time you're a sex toy reviewer or most of the time you're a podcaster, but you know what? Every once in a while you want to write something smutty. Or you might find that you love writing the smut and every once in a while you've got some pieces of advice or something personal or something different you want to share. Just because you identify as a specific type of content creator does not mean that you can't create other forms of content. And quite frankly, when you do branch out and try new things, one, you learn new things about yourself. Two, you kind of flex some creative muscles. So you gain new skills. And three, you connect with your audience in a different way. And sometimes you connect with all new people who didn't even know you existed. Until you created that one piece of content, and now they're hooked and they didn't care about your advice or your review or your smut, but they cared about this one thing that you did, and now they're a fan for life. So, we've talked about this in many different ways, in many different episodes, and in all kinds of blog posts about how you can go down any content path you want to and you should not box yourself in with the thinking that you somehow can't do these things or shouldn't do these things if you don't want to do anything any different don't but don't decide that you can't because you've labeled yourself or somebody else has labeled your you as a specific type of um content creator that's all i'm saying there okay the other one, and this one is inherently personal because I'm going through a thing dealing with it myself. So of course I put it on the list. Um, it's where and how you spend your time on social media. Um, there is the thinking, and I am I'm of two minds of it, but there's the thinking that if you are not on social media, nobody knows you exist. I know that's not true because I know bloggers who are amazing bloggers, amazing storytellers have decent-sized audiences, decent-sized meaning for what their goals are and what they want, and they're happy with it, who have almost no social media presence. That's not why they're doing this. They're, they create their blog and they run their blog for the love of their blog and for whatever their purposes are, and they're not on social media. And they have amazing blogs and they win awards and people know who they are and they are respected and they're not on social media. Now, I'm not going to tell you that you don't have to be on social media if you want to be a smut lancer social media is a valuable tool. It amplifies your voice in a way that um, allows you to connect with people in different ways and in more ways and have different conversations. And there's a lot of benefits to being on social media. Um, But there's a few things. One, there's the common wisdom that you should be in as many places as possible. Um, I've always said you don't have to be. And I've also always said that if you want to be, if that's a goal of yours, you don't have to do it all at once. Uh, I have a pseudo presence on many platforms. I'm not active on all of those platforms. I auto post. I'm there if somebody, if that's like the only way they'll reach out to somebody, I'm kind of there. But I don't put all my attention in all of those social media platforms, Um, which is why my uh, twitter grows faster than my facebook and my instagram is not it's connected to my blog but it's mostly just personal stuff and you know sometimes i'll get my social media i'm like wow i'm really random because you can't always see or tell if there's some sort of cohesive plan with it mostly because there's not because I put my energy here on Twitter and then I might put some energy over on Instagram for a while and I'm going to forget the fuck out of Facebook because Facebook doesn't like me anyway so why bother and I like Pinterest but I don't always use it to the full extent and oh I'm on Reddit but I haven't logged in in months like there's all these things right so I'm not going to tell you not to have a presence, but what I am going to tell you is you don't have to be everywhere and you don't have to do all the things. And this is the one I'm dealing with. You don't have to be on social media all the time. Frankly, it's probably best if you're not, if you're trying to be productive. We've had this conversation before. I'm not telling anybody they should give up social media. I, like many of you, would have no friends if it were not for social media. I would have no community. I'd have nobody to talk to other than John Brownstone. and He likes me. But he's kind of glad when somebody else gets a little bit of my attention. So, um, but there there is no right way to do social media. You don't have to ignore it completely because it's the devil. You also don't have to be on it all the time. You have to find what works for you. What works for me is to have a very light touch with it these days so i auto post everything if i publish a blog post it's supposed to get auto posted to social media as long as all plugins are cooperating um i will post to social media especially twitter twitter is my jam that's where i like to be it's where i can talk to the most people Um, I will post to social media, but I have had to pull way back on how much time I spend there because it was taking all of my attention and focus. And yeah, it felt good. Man, those dopamine hits, all the articles will tell you that happens when we're checking our social media. Yeah, that shit's real. And I was loving it, but it wasn't getting any work done. My anxiety was being triggered by all the just awful news in the world, um, Fear of missing out was killing me. Imposter syndrome was killing me. Like None of it was pleasant. And it wasn't necessarily growing my blog audience, my podcast audience. I wasn't even connecting with as many people as I would like because there comes a point where you can't keep up necessarily with all of the notifications in a given day. My poor DMs across all my Twitter Accounts. I know there are messages in there I haven't responded to because I just can't keep up with all of it. And I got to a point where I had to say, Why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I bought into this idea that this is what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I doing this because it fulfills me? Am I doing this because it actually helps my business, helps my work, helps me reach my goals? Nobody can answer those questions but you. Okay. If you even choose to ask yourself those questions. For me, Social media had become a distraction. Yeah, I was talking to people and I love talking to people. I have two podcasts. Of course, I love talking to people. But if I'm not getting any work done and I'm a stressed out mess because I'm having to work late at night because I haven't gotten any work done, well, then guess what? This isn't good for me. But it was hard. It was harder than I would have thought before I kind of backed off because even if nobody says it out loud, I think there's a conventional wisdom. Well, everybody's here and you have to have a presence and you have to be consistent. And you, Part of it, I've read way too many marketing things and entrepreneurial things and all the advice and sometimes you have to be careful of all the advice because it one, becomes noise in your head and two, it sort of becomes the thing you're supposed to do because you read it in a place you respect and that's bullshit too. So I had to make a personal decision about how I was going to use social media going forward in order to do what was best for me. And I don't think everybody is supposed to run screaming from social media, although there's an argument to, to be made for using it a little less, I think. Um, but I do think we need to be intentional with what we're doing with social media. So you're quote, right way to use social media will be something different than mine. Neither of us is wrong. We're both right, as long as we're right for what we're trying to do for ourselves, and we're trying to be as healthy as possible with it. Um, What, if I was going to say something is, quote, wrong about social media, it's the fact that so many of us use use it without thinking about it. We don't think about how we feel or how it makes us feel. We don't think about what we're not doing when we're doing that. We don't think about why that's the first thing we we go to and why we let that be the distraction when we're afraid to do the work that's meaningful to us. When we're afraid to send an email to somebody saying, hey, let's do a thing together, let's work together. And it's much easier to send a, a tweet and be silly than it is to send a personal message and get some work done. I think if more of us thought about our use of social media and and we're intentional with it, one, we probably would all use it a little differently, but two, then we could be healthier about it because we could say, oh, I am spending these five hours a day on Twitter for this reason. I've made that decision. I've thought about it. So there's no right way to do social media. There's there's no one platform we're all supposed to be on. There's no specific amount of time we're supposed to be there. There's no exact right number of posts per day. If you're looking for, how many times a day should I post? Right up until the point where you annoy the fuck out of everybody. If it looks like spam, feels like spam, tastes like spam, it's spam. Stop doing that. Um, But you can also go a couple days without posting and post again, and it's okay. Slower growth maybe, but it's not the end of the world. Hopefully all of that rambling makes sense. The third one and this ties in with social media. It's about how you promote yourself, where you promote yourself, what are you doing? What things are you joining? When, especially when you're trying to build a blog or an audience in order to do other things as a lancer, there is absolutely the thought that you have to be everywhere. All at once, and if you are not doing all of the things, you are clearly failing. Um, That is a thing I have said in my head to myself for years, and I am just now getting to the point where I go, No, that's not true. That's not true. It's better to do one or two things really well than to stretch yourself so thin you can do none of them. And I am a person who will stretch myself so thin you can see through me, and then sort of panic and freak out when I can't get it all done and I'm trying to get better at pulling back and going, okay, I'm going to focus on this one thing right now, get through whatever goal or strategy I have for it, and then move on to the next thing. It's difficult, but it's more, for me, it's more effective. So how you promote yourself. Is that how many tweets you put out about a thing you're selling, an affiliate link? Is it, um, what guest posts you do or where you show up or who else you write for how many interviews you do there is no right way and there are many people i know who've done almost none of that and it's through the power of their own content that they've built their audience it was after they built the audience and built the numbers and built a blog that can easily be found or any platform that is more easily found that then they started to do more things in other places. Other people have done really well by putting themselves in all kinds of places, whether they write for third-party websites or they do every podcast interview they can get on or they join networks or they join memes. And that's where their focus is. And so they create less content on their site, but they touch all different audiences. And so therefore, Grow their following that way. That's two completely different ways of doing it. And in between those two ends of the spectrum, you can do it in any mix or mashup that you want. Um, in the very beginning, early, early days of my blogging, I just blogged. I didn't even know you could be in other places. I didn't really know much about guest blogging, I didn't know I could pitch my writing. Personally, from experience, I know that when I show up on other sites, when I write for Kinkly or, you know, I get quoted in something or whatever, it does increase my profile. But for me, I had to let go of doing a lot of that so I could focus on other things. I did it for a while, then I backed off. I have no doubt there will come a day I'll do it again more often and In that instance, certain parts of my profile will increase, but I'm also increasing my profile by creating my own content on my own platforms. Hopefully this is making sense. Hopefully I'm not just speaking gibberish. I could be, it's been a long week and it's only a Tuesday when I'm recording. Um, So there is no right path to take for your content, for self-promotion, for growing your audience, for being on social media, for any of it. There is no single right path. The The few things that are truisms, don't lie, don't ste- steal, don't cheat, don't plagiarize. I, personally, copy me all you want. You know, if you see me doing something, you're like, I'd like to try doing that. Go for it. You can't do it the way I do it, because I am Kayla Lords and you are you. You can only do it the way You would do it. And anytime you try to lift somebody's method and emulate it word for word, note for note, it comes across as the cheap copy that it is. So take the technique, take the trick, take the method and then make it yours and try it. And if it works, keep doing it. And if it doesn't or it doesn't feel right, you go, oh, I'm not loving this, then stop doing it. Just because somebody else is doing a thing that may or may not be right for them, you can't possibly know because you're not them, doesn't mean you have to do it too. Just because a dozen people you know do a thing, post on Twitter at certain times, only do this, only write that, only record this, whatever, doesn't mean it's right for you. And that's okay. We have so much more freedom in this life than we realize. We have creative freedom to create the content that is meaningful meaningful to us, especially if you're creating it on your own website. When you're creating it for third parties, yeah, you got to keep their audience in mind. Yeah, you got to stay within their standards and guidelines. But if you're pitching a, let's say an article, well, that's your pitch and that's your voice and that's your perspective. Might not always get accepted, but that is some freedom that you have. So you have the freedom to create this smut lancing life that you want to work for you. And if we're all running around out there trying to do what everybody else is doing, we're not doing what works for us. We're doing what works for other people. And we're all going to fail when we do that. So test out the things that sound interesting. Go and look at the people you admire and see what they're doing and go, hmm, do I want to be on that platform? Oh, do I want to try that kind of content? That that's perfectly acceptable. I, this In the creative life, we are all, we used to call it when I was in communications and marketing what feels like a hundred years ago, we called it rob and duplicate. I would take a thing you're doing well and I would duplicate it to fit my audience. I would have to do it in my way. I couldn't just steal it. I couldn't plagiarize it, but I'd take the method. I'd take the idea as inspiration and then go do it for my own people and my own audience and see if I can make it work. And if it worked, great. If it didn't, I threw it out and I tried something else. That freedom, I think, is the thing that we forget. We we think there should be rules to this. And there are some rules, you know, that not plagiarizing thing is one. Um, we think there should be sort of strict methods to how we find success uh, as a freelancer, as a blogger, as a writer, as a podcaster, as a vlogger, whatever you are. And there really aren't there are different methods but once i put together my methods for success it's a mishmash of every possible thing i've ever tried and i'm only keeping the stuff that works your method may have some components that are similar to mine, but it will have some things that I'm not doing. That doesn't make what I'm doing wrong. It doesn't make what you're doing wrong. It means it's right. What I'm doing is right for me, hopefully, and what you're doing is right for you. And if you are still at that beginning point where you haven't built your audience and you're not earning money yet, and you're not quite sure what you're supposed to do, I know that that can be very overwhelming. Sometimes it's still overwhelming to me, because I'm still figuring it out too. But You have so much more freedom than you realize to try things, to go, that sounds interesting. Do I have the time for that? Do I have the skills for that? Do I have the resources for that? Yeah. Okay, let's try it. And then you try it and it doesn't hold your interest. It doesn't work. You kind of go, I don't love it. You kick it to the curb. You go to the next thing, you know, from watching somebody you admire or from a list or from some article you found or some book you read, and you go to the next thing and you try that and you go, oh, that does work and I like this and oh, and and I'm seeing results. Yes, we'll keep that. And whatever that thing is, I may never do. Molly Moore, Girl on the Net, people who are out there who've been blogging for a while, who have audiences who are doing things, they may never do what you do. And that's okay. Okay. That is okay. You are forging your own path. You're finding your own path in this life to create whatever it is you're trying to create for yourself. And that's all any of us can do. So this really long rant uh, was to tell you that you have a lot more freedom than I think you realize and that you need to use that freedom to experiment. Stay within your resources, you know, time and money and energy. If you make yourself sick trying to do these things, it's really hard to keep moving forward. Um, stay within what interests you, but realize that there is no single formula and there is no checklist and there is no 10 step process to whatever your goal is. It's You're gonna be weaving and bobbing and circling back and climbing hills and rolling downhill and it's gonna be a real big squiggly line of you trying things, Things some people never do and some things everybody seems to do and finding what works for you and moving forward from there. So that's my rant for the week and it was definitely a rant. Huh. Thanks for listening to the Smut Lancer Podcast with me, Kayla Lords. If you like what you just heard, please leave a review on your favorite podcast app and check out the blog, past episodes, and other great info at thesmutlancer.com. You can follow the Smut Lancer on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I'm at thesmutlancer in all three places. Feel free to reach out there or by email at Kayla at thesmutlancer.com with questions or topic suggestions. Thanks for listening. Let's do this again next week.